All right, we in here. He is podcast. All right, you started it. Episode number five. Hey. Episode number five. Number five. This was Elliot's idea. What? This is your, this, what you mean, what? What do you mean this was my idea? <laughs> what, number idea. five or just the topic? Or what the you, topic, yeah. I, I thought it was a good idea. Okay, I got this idea from, <laughs> I got this idea from someone else, but I think it's good because I think it was a good tie-in <laughs> to, to what we talked about yesterday, too, which if y'all saw episode four... Give, give him it? a little. Give him a little. Is it a synopsis? Dang, a my synopsis? pants are dirty. Oh my! Look at it. Put the camera. Right I in can't. Pants. I'm not doing Do that it. to myself. No, Bruh, I'm not doing that child? to myself. You a child? What is this? I guess so. I don't know. That's like a jar situation, actually. It looked like I was changing my oil or something by yeah. myself or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, it's your tires on your on your car. Oh, probably. Speaking of that, when I came probably. in, bro, you parked sideways again. Did <laughs> I? Not just kidding. I guess I'll probably get another note, bro. <laughs> I guess it's justified. Nah, you didn't part sideways. I'm just <laughs> yanking your chain. As it See, y'all wouldn't know that story unless you watched the last podcast, right. Tactics of the Devil. I thought that was probably our best podcast. I thought I thought it was too. I thought we. Yeah, but I, I think I'm going to think that regardless. Yeah. So I think we're just. I think the more you do something, the better you get at it. Just yeah. naturally, you know, the more comfortable yeah, more we comfortable, get. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I don't know. Amen. Y'all got to check that out. I yeah. think it's going to bless a lot of people. Amen. It's got a lot of good feedback already. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah. So. Amen. So I figured with that, you know, there's this idea, this lie that the devil would tell us that we're not enough. Yeah. And so we, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. All day today, I've been like completely busy. So I've been praying and asking God and man. So the first thing that came to mind with this lie, which by the way, hold on. What's up, everybody? We didn't even say what's up to everybody. That's important. We got man, we got to say what's up to we our gotta people. We got to slow down sometimes. We got to slow down. We get excited. Mm-hmm. You know? We got to slow down. I was going to say something crazy, but I'm not going to say it. Bro, say something crazy because every nope. time I preface anything, you make me say it. Nope. Say it. <laughs> I know my boundaries. Oh, okay. I think I, I, think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> no, you don't. Either. Just say it. Now I ain't going to say it for you. You a man of God, ain't you? You can speak up for yourself. <laughs> You call me out. No, nah. you call me out for smoking weed in the first episode, <laughs> bro. I thought we was <laughs> in the, yeah, first, the episode first episode on the debut. Yeah, you was like, "Damn, you gonna call me out like that?" <laughs> now, look, God, I don't smoke weed anymore, right? But I right. was heavy into it, right, so. Yeah. Yeah, you. you that's was, a testimony right there. I don't know if I've ever really told that you story. You haven't. Yo, share that. We do a divert. Go a little testimony. Talk right about now. what you used to be and where you at now, bro. That's a long story. But okay, long, I mean, the, we might have to pocket that then until later after this discussion. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, say because I I think it does kind of tie into what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah. once you yeah 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 yeah, okay. yeah 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 no I can do it right now. Feeling like not enough. Yeah. Okay, sure. That. After we talk about that, the feeling like we're not enough. Okay. Then I'll tie it in afterwards because okay. I feel like it. The reasons why I was smoking weed that much. I feel like does kind of stem from feeling like I wasn't enough, mm. for sure. Okay. Dang. Yeah. Look at you. See? See? Holy Spirit moving. He's moving. So, yeah, I'll, I'll share that story. I'll share the Amen. weed story. Amen. Okay. So, when you think of, I want to just, so, feeling like you're not enough. What's up, everybody, by the way? Yeah. We appreciate you guys. I want to give you guys a shout out. He is podcast. He is podcast. Five. Episode five. Um Thank y'all for listening. Apple, Spotify, all that. All that. YouTube, we love y'all. All that. You know, so I I actually watched like the live like premiere just to like kind of yeah. see. Today I was so busy with work, so I didn't get on until like after it was already playing. Yeah. But uh, I got on right at the point when 
I shared about how I was mean to that girl. Oh my gosh. I was like, man, I'm about to turn this off. Oh. <laughs> as soon as you clicked on it, as soon it, as was I clicked that on part? it, I was like, oh man. Yeah. And I was like, dang, Lord forgive me. I think it's a good story though. Yeah, it's the truth. Because like I was saying, most people could would think about a time in their childhood when they were mean to somebody. Yeah. And we all have those moments where we're, we're mean to somebody. Like no matter who's mean to somebody in relationships, absolutely. Dang. Yeah, I was I would say some wicked stuff. Dang. And I feel like some people don't don't even like feel bad about it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they don't Mm -hmm. think anything of it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're still thinking about it, how many years ago was that? It was so if I was in sixth grade, it was how are you sixth grade? Twelve? I'm not good at math. Uh, I'm not good with grades. I don't know. You're not good with grades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with I grades. I got like a 1.7 GPA, bro. Man, <laughs> I had Yo, a scrap I, to stay on the football team. You had a 1.7 team. in high school? I wasn't really going to class. I was that senior who had seventh period. Oh, senior dang. Year. Yeah, that, you wait, that was like leaving it. at lunchtime, weren't you? Mm, no, I wasn't leaving at lunchtime because I had basketball PE. Yeah. So I had to stay till the last period anyway. Yeah. But when it had like the block period, did you have block period? I had block period. I think so, it was like a district thing. Okay. So yeah. when it would be, actually, no, I still would have to stay because uh, I had like a fifth period. Yeah, no, I, I had everything. I yeah. took a, I took fire tech, which that's just testimony. I got to tell you about that. Because I'm like, you know, scared of heights and all that. Oh, yeah. So I took fire technology to get over my fear of it, and I, it didn't work. Yeah. I'm still scared of heights. You're still scared but, of heights? Yeah, man. I don't do that. I'll be timid, bro. Like, Dang, like bro. faith up there. What you going to do in heaven, bro? We up high. <laughs> <laughs> we up the high. Most high. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Actually, you know heaven's actually going to be down here on earth. Actually. Ooh. You hey, know, speak on that a little bit. Speak hey, you know, we. Always, I mean, heaven's up there now, right? Yeah. But he's going to come down, you know with the new jerusalem right and that's yeah. where we're gonna be and that's gonna be on the earth so yeah hey we'll be i don't gotta worry about heights it's yeah. gonna be down here so that's true that's, yeah that's true yeah, we god. god god already knew that. he already knew he's like i look out for elliot <laughs> he timid you know he he's timid. soft with an f you know he gotta <laughs> he's soft, with he's soft. but no i'm i mean i'm scared of that but i'm i am like very courageous like i'll i'll go and do stuff even yeah. though i'm scared i used to be Man, roller coasters. I don't know yeah. how people met. You like roller coasters? No. Yeah, okay. I ain't the only one. No. You like freakishly tall. So I feel like I'll be more scared. I feel like I'm going to hit my head. Or yeah. Like on the rail or something. <laughs> yeah. Especially at like a sketchy one, like the fair or something like yeah. that. Where you don't know the last time they've serviced it Bro. or did maintenance to it or something like that. Yeah. Like you can assemble it and disassemble it all in yeah, one day. Like, exactly. no, bro. In like two hours. No, that's not for me. That's not for me. It's wild. It is wild. But uh, what are we talking about? So yeah, that was 18 years ago. Uh, I just did a math in my head real quick. Oh, the story the, where you were that girl? Yeah, yeah. You don't know her name? I don't know her name. I would, Bro, if I knew her name, I would look her up. Uh-huh. I would look her Oh, I can go to yearbook. yearbook. Yeah. I never, I, I was too like poor, so we never bought yearbooks like yeah, growing up. Same. Actually, I, you too. Well, I didn't have friends like that, so I didn't oh, yeah. buy one. Oh, word. Yeah, I, I bought one for like occasions, like eighth grade promotion. I bought one. Okay. And then like 12th grade obviously because we were leaving yeah i bought I, one actually yeah i did have one for a senior year i had i think a couple maybe elementary for some reason yeah but i didn't have one around that age because um, like i said my dad was in the military so he moved around a lot so yeah. why would you get one for three years but i don't know but yeah um what were we talking about oh yeah okay feeling like you're not enough we're gonna jump into that feeling like you're not enough feeling like you're not enough so i i majored in economics right when i went to college which, by the way, I barely passed. That major was hard. But in econ, 
there's this like equilibrium price, right? There's an mm. equilibrium quantity, equilibrium price. So that's pretty much where you go, like you move the line on the graph or whatever. And that's the price based on that quantity that people are willing to pay, mm. right? So there was this video, I think we might've talked about it on one of our other podcast videos. I'm not sure, maybe we just talked about it in general, but you credit how much something is worth by the price people are willing to pay for it, right? And wow. that's just basic economics. Yeah. So when you when you hear the question or when people struggle with knowing their worth, look at the price that was paid for you. Regardless of how you look, regardless of, you know, your education, like all anything. You were bought with a price. And that price was paid. Here, I want to actually pull up that scripture. I want to read it. Um it's in uh first Corinthians chapter six verse 18 i'm gonna read a little higher just uh actually i'll go 18 so he says to flee flee sexual immorality every sin a person commits outside is outside of the body but the immoral i mean yeah but the immoral person sins against his own body or do you know that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you whom you have from god and you are not your own for you were bought at a price so what was that price you know so that's what I'm thinking in as far as like thinking in economic terms, but just in layman's terms, you were bought with the price of God. Literally, God is spirit, right? Mm-hmm. God doesn't have blood. He can't die. But he's subjected himself to being able to die, you know, in the son of God. Being able to die, die a criminal's death, shed his blood. I, I led in communion today um, at the Healy Healing Ministry, and I kind of touched on this as well. But when you just think of that, like it wasn't an animal it wasn't an angel. It wasn't. It was the creator of the universe. All things were made through him, right? Yeah. He came down. He said, "This is the blood that needs to be paid for that kind of sin for the my image bearers." Like that's insane. So to think that we are unworthy or think that you know we're not enough, God, that, like rebuke that mm-hmm. because God essentially died for you in a case. He took on flesh to die for you. How much? How much? What price is that? Yeah, you know, so I think about that, and I kind of ponder on it, and kind of just let it, you know, let it sit, and you know, kind of we, we talked about yesterday about you know the tactics of the enemy. He'll make you believe you're not enough based on things that are happening around you, mm-hmm. right? Maybe some people might be getting, or you're getting skipped up over some people, so it seems. But that's all just a lie. All those things don't don't give any merit to who or what your value is. God tells you what your value is. Yeah. And he tells you your value by saying, hey, I died on the cross before, before you even did anything. I'm reminded of that time when I told you, like, you know, when I saw Jesus when I was a baby or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, when he looked at me, he smiled at me as if I, as if I did something. Yeah. Right. And I, that's that feeling I, I felt in that, in that moment. But even before I was even born, right, lamb slain before the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the earth, before mm-hmm. you were born, before anything was made, God already had it in plan because he knew your worth and knew what he had to do to save you because he yeah. loves you that much. We are worth more than rubies. Well, I'm not talking about women, but uh, a righteous woman. But you know what I mean? Worth a lot. But yeah, what are your thoughts? Do you, like have any, do you have any specific times where you can pinpoint not feeling like you were enough in like a specific like season or like Man. age or, you know, career, job or something like that? Yeah. Um, so I, so you, okay, you say you like struggled in school or whatever. Yeah. I, I struggled, I struggled in college a lot, 
but in high school it was like whatever but in college i you know i had like a two point something bro like i barely made it but i felt like i wasn't enough or or felt like i failed i think it would be failure Mm -hmm. when i saw everyone that grew up they knew exactly what they wanted to do Mm. right people in high school were already saying i want to be a lawyer i know i want to be i already know i'm going to this school i'm going to do this and i mean I used to think I wanted to join the Marines, which I was actually, you know, I went to do MEPS and all that to do that. I was, I was going to do that, actually. I want to be the first black commandant of the Marine Corps, bro. Crazy. Mm. Uh, wanted to join the Marines. Wanted to be a fireman, actually, after I took fire tech. Wanted to do all these things. Wanted to be a lawyer in the Marine Corps. Actually, that's what I wanted to do. I had all these thoughts about what I wanted to do, but it never really, like, stuck. Yeah. And so I went to college. Didn't have a major. I was about to go into my third year of college. It took me five years to graduate with my, with my undergrad. Because I just didn't declare a major because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I just said, you know, I'm just going to major in business just to see, you know, just to do something. And then there I found out I liked econ, I guess. But, you know, that did come through prayer to even go take that step to go uh, major in business. But that feeling of, like, you see everyone around you, like, they're excelling. They're, they know what they want to do. I used to be jealous of people that went to class and they didn't even take notes. Mm. Like, bro, I was the type of dude... No exaggeration. You can even ask my twin sister. Every day we would be in the library till midnight because oh, I had the car or whatever. But I'm like, I need to study because I just don't get this stuff. Like, I just yeah. don't get it. And I used to be like thinking I'm not enough, thinking I'm stupid. You know, people just getting it. And where things just didn't come to me right away, the only thing I had to my disposal was my work ethic, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to bust my butt. I'm going to study. I'm going to try to figure out. And the fact that I'm busting my butt. I'm only getting the two point whatever. I'm like, man, it is what it is. But still, it left that that feeling like, okay, I'm not enough. I'm stupid. You know, I'm lost. But then, you know, I started growing more in the Lord. And now, by the grace of God, I realize, no, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm That's supposed to where bring I was people go to with him. that too. Yeah. yeah. And it's and that feeling of like, now I know what it. And everyone has their own calling, right? Everyone has their own giftings. Everyone has their own, like, God-given purpose. Yeah. Like, we all have the same mission to evangelize, right, and bring people to the gospel um, in many different ways. Like, it doesn't look like doing this. Like, yeah. you know, everywhere you go, like, even at work, like, you're on call. Exactly. You know? Like, do your coworkers know that you are a believer? Everyone in my office, they know who I am. Like, they they know what I believe. But maybe it was Fargo. I don't know if that was necessarily the case. Maybe I know you Bro, did. Stop. You did. No, you did. But I don't know. All that is still kind of wild a little bit, I think. <sighs> nah I guess you were kind of yeah. <laughs> I was still kind of like I was like I was in it but I still had some things I had to get rid of but you would share it with customers that would come in yeah yeah almost every time it, it seemed like yeah so I guess yeah I would I would but I guess I'm, I'm talking about like see that's actually mount see I'm actually being with the with the what the non-believers say oh you claim you're a Christian you supposed to be like cut turkey like you supposed yeah. to be also a holy person it doesn't work like that you got to work it out you got to kind of yeah. cleanse things out so i remember her doing it to myself sanctification sanctification yeah. yeah i think it's called that yeah yeah man but uh but i don't know yeah I, there's many times i felt like i wasn't enough and yeah. you know my twin sister is a genius like she's a chemist right now like she's so smart everything oh my gosh bro did i tell you about this story I was, so we used to have class together and mm-hmm. she had this math class in that high school or college in, in uh uh what was it we had class together all through like elementary school uh i think no this was eighth grade it was algebra one and i really would pray like i 
would pray going into class, like, God, please help me just learn something. Like, I'm not even trying to get the answers or whatever. Like, you know, God, give me the answers. I want to just learn something. I couldn't learn. And I, I would just want to know what's going on. I just want to know what's going I'm on. Lost. I, bro, that's what it was. <laughs> I would pray. I could see me now with my big white tee, you know, down to here, you know. Everybody was wearing skinny stuff back then, but again, you know, I had the franchise boy era. <laughs> you know, the lean with it, rock with it. Era. Oh, so now <laughs> it was, it was actually, yeah, it was that era, but it was, it was like getting out a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't have, you know, cheese to buy some clothes like that. So I'm still wearing this baggy stuff <laughs> with my short hair. But I would walk in, I'm, I pray. Like, I was like, God, please help me just learn. And I would go in, and I wouldn't learn nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy because I still never got mad at God. Like, you failed me. Like, I was just like, yeah, it's me. I'm stupid. And the teacher, oh, he's cool. I actually met him out. He came to Wells Fargo Your one math time. Teacher? The same math teacher. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, Elliot? Like, oh, you. I think he was in disbelief that I have a, a normal job. <laughs> get a job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I ain't going to say his name. But he would call me out in class, man. He was like, Elliot. You live in the same house as your sister. How is it that she's getting in? You're not. Because she sucked up all the nutrients in the <laughs> womb. That's why. Right? Say that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Bro, it was embarrassing, too. I'm like, bro, you're going to call me out in front of all these people? You would say that in front of the whole class. In front class. of everyone. And people laugh and think it's funny. And I would act like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But deep down, man, I was dirt, bro. You went home and fought your sister after school? <laughs> nope. I just went home. Yo, speaking of fight, you remember you see shit that tells me about you getting in that fight? <laughs> so I gotta share it was at that same school I like oh the story in, about me getting in a fight yeah how you shared that oh yeah yeah so I forgot to mention this time when I got in a fight but that's we can get on it was but it's like off topic I'll come back to that yeah come but back uh to that. yeah man I feel like I wasn't enough I feel like I was just dumb but I know I'm not you know I just that's I actually come to find too. out that's the teacher because the yeah. next year I took algebra one again and I got like a A minus. Yeah, I was like, oh, with different teacher, a different teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was sweet. Well, that is tough because you're 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 literally probably. Well, I don't know, but it would seemingly you're comparing yourself to your sister in those moments, especially like academically. You're comparing yeah. yourself and you're seeing how easy it is for her. Yeah. Like what she you said she wasn't even like really studying, she wasn't right? Even studying like that. So she just walk in, get a good grade, B A. And you trying your hardest mm-hmm. and barely skating by. Yeah, man. But I don't know. That's interesting because I've I always seen you <laughs> as like a super like confident person, though. That's why I asked really? that question. Yeah. Dang. That's, that's why I asked that question because you're always like super confident. It doesn't really seem like anything really like shakes you or like, mm-hmm. you know, like moves you like that yeah. in terms of like your confidence and, and just the way that you carry yourself. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Yeah, I've I always admired that. that too. Not to Dang. you know get all not you know, to gas me. Yeah, <laughs> not to gas you up. You know, Man, I, I mean I, I appreciate it. That's so I mean, that was how I was before, but yeah. finding, you know, again, who God told me I was, like knowing that I'm enough now. Like, yeah. bro, God has said we are a royal priesthood. Yeah. Like with priests, like we gotta understand, you couldn't talk to God. Like it was like you bring your sacrifice to the priest. He's the mediator. You know, kind of mm. like you know Moses is like a mediator. Jesus is you know the mediator. You don't just go to God, but He tore that veil. You can go straight to God. Like only the priest can look at God face. I mean, essentially, like, hey, take this sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like He says, no, you're my son. Come to my throne of grace with boldness. Wow. And Matt, literally, I was thinking this today when I was in the shower. Imagine God on the throne. Like, just just imagine God on the throne in any way you can. I like to imagine. Imagine seeing, like, thunder, lightning behind his throne, right? He's huge. He's transparent, whatever. He's 
he his voice is like thunderous but also like rushing water right he's got angels around him like floating next to him and just kind of like they look like have 12 wings all this crazy stuff eyes around them they're singing holy holy all this stuff people like cast their crowns all that everyone is like kind of like in reverent fear but yet mm. love and amazement of seeing him yeah all the angels right but yet you you just walk right up hey daddy yeah hey dad can i come sit on your lap Dang. yeah come here you have full access to the t- like think of that yeah um my confidence is in him right only and anything outside of him i ain't nothing but when you think of that of again back to the price that he paid just to grab you yeah that's i guess that's that's where it is but there's got to be some value inside of us if he literally came in human flesh and mm-hmm. died for us yeah he didn't do it for those other angels yeah why is that actually i have a, a theory about that but do you uh so you do you feel like you know you weren't lying enough or like inadequate like i'm guessing you mentioned school a little bit but uh yeah i guess it would kind of stem back to school I think all throughout school, I I didn't. I was kind of low key a loner. But the only thing that bro, I'm like, don't believe that. You don't believe that, bro. I feel like you think like you capping. You, I think you capping. <laughs> I'm not capping. I mean, I can. You can. I ain't trying to cut you off. No, but you're like good. last night, you told me you didn't, how you were shy and stuff, which yeah. I can maybe see that. But you are so freaking cool, bro. Like, bro, I I got. And didn't you used to be a model or something like that? Like, I know you had like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I would. I modeled a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you modeled a little bit. I feel like this, bro. It almost went left. The modeling. The modeling. So here's the thing. I'll tell. I'll say this real quick. I was like at the mall, and like this dude came up to me. This like, this like older white dude came up to me. Yeah. And I, I think I was like. 16 years old and he was like hey have you ever like modeled before and i was like no Uh-oh, where's this going i was like yeah exactly i was like you know get away from me type of thing you know what i'm saying like no he's like oh like i'm an agent or like a manager like blah 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 mm. and this is what he said that got me he was like hey i got a g-wagon and i represent all these people i'm 16 i'm like bro you got a g-wagon yeah, yeah, so i'm like all right i'm listening yeah. and so long story short he tried to like sign me to like his management agency or something like that and we were like going over the the numbers and he was like giving me a contract and I was talking to my parents about it. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially like I had to pay him to work mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And I was like, I know you're wait, about. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. He's like, bro, you're, you're going to make your money back like tenfold, twentyfold. Like this is just an investment in your future. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And I feel you. come to find out. Cause I was talking to, to like some other people that he was working with. He was like trying to like touch on them and what? like, you know, get with them like the dudes too, like trying to turn man. them out. Like oh, what we hear no. about in the industry, how they man. be doing that. Yeah. Bro. Man. 16 year old me, not knowing oh, guy. Man. Right. Hey. Saw that G wagon. I seen that G wagon. <laughs> You'll Yo. do anything for a G wagon. <laughs> Yo, praise the Lord. Bro, that's God say. But that's man. off topic. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I didn't really have too many friends growing up. The only thing that really gave me, connections was sports mm. so my sports teams gave me connections and at school i would hang out with people from you know my sports teams and then i would you know kind of become acquaint acquaintances with their friends but never really like tight homies with their friends gotcha. i always rolled with like maybe one solid friend okay. like one solid dude that i would like if that dude didn't come to school that day i would be depressed like type of thing mm. like actually i've had a i had that kind of situation too yeah yeah it would so, be like oh man exactly like what am i gonna do like who am i gonna sit with at lunch like this is gonna be boring so that's how i i I rode all throughout school but i think coming out of high school specifically when when that thing happened 
Well, first off, my grades were trash. Yeah. So I was going on visits, um, like unofficial visits for like colleges and stuff for football. But oh, my man. grades were my like scouted and stuff. Yeah, but it was just unofficial stuff because my grades were trash. So mm-hmm. like nobody really wanted to invest in me like that, and man. I wasn't really playing that well. Like I had a good like freshman soft sophomore season, but then junior senior, which are like the two most crucial years, yeah. I kind of flopped. So. Mm-hmm. I could have went up north in Arizona to play, but I didn't want to do that. Mm. And essentially, they were like, well, you can go to JUCO and oh, okay. you know play at junior college. But my ego was so big, I was like, I ain't no junior mm. college player. Like, I'm trying to play D1. Like, we talking yeah. about like, junior <laughs> college, you know? So yeah. I basically, I quit football at that point after I, uh, after I graduated from high school. And, <clears throat> excuse me, um... All my friends were going to college, like all my close friends. Mm-hmm. One of my friends uh, moved to Memphis. Other one went to like Arizona. Other one went to like Texas. So I'm the only one back here just yeah. like feeling like I'm not doing anything. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not playing football, just sitting at home. And that's where I kind of developed. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me mess with that, with that tree a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, okay. let me, let me, let me feel better. Yeah. Cause I feel like I'm not enough. In that moment, I literally felt like I wasn't enough. Okay. I'm not on. I'm not going to college. My friends are all going to college, doing their thing. I'm not playing football anymore, mm. and I don't even. I ain't got no money. Mm. I got to go work. Did you have a job at the time. Like, well, like, I was trying to do like different interviews and stuff like yeah. that. I had. I was working at Taco Bell, but I had quit. Nah. Why are you laughing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you working at Taco Bell. Yo, low key, Taco Bell's cheeseburger. No, Del Taco cheeseburger. You said cheeseburger. They Taco got a Bell? Del Taco cheeseburger <laughs> that actually hit. But you know, Does it, it, it kind of hit. You were at Taco Bell. I worked at Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was lit. But bro, you talk about graduating high school, working at Taco Bell. Your friends are mm. at college. Mm. It, it it doesn't even compare. Mm. so especially away at college mm. i'm like they making new friends they getting with girls and stuff they mm. partying like this is before i knew god obviously right, yeah, yeah. and so i was in that kind of state and then i started messing with the with the tree with the weed yeah. you know did you get how'd you get introduced to that was it like someone else like told you about it or did you do it before or? um so you know how i said i always roll with what one person throughout yeah. school like i had like one solid homie yeah my my boy gavin Oh, I remember you mentioned him. Before. Yeah, he's like a this white dude, he was but your best friend before me. He's, yeah, yeah, this yeah, white dude, but like he was like hood white dude. <laughs> oh, damn! Like from Chicago, like hood. Oh, like, yeah, he was cool though. He's really cool. Yeah, shout out. To but you. he was all into it, like super into it. But I was never really into smoking because mm-hmm. I never wanted to feel like I was out of control in my body. I always wanted to feel like I was still in control. So whenever, if I did try smoking, I would get super anxious and I wouldn't want to do it again. Same thing with alcohol. Like if we went to a party, I was always the DD because I, ne- I didn't want to drink because I wanted to be in control of like mm-hmm. my body and my mind. So that was me growing up. But then when I graduated, that whole wanting to be in control just went away. I was like, really? let me just feel something. Let me just numb myself, feel something. So that's kind of where it, where it started. Um, and then I worked at GNC. And working at GNC, mm-hmm. I kind of stopped smoking at that point. But it, it came back around a couple years after that because... I was trying, and this is actually interesting. I was trying to do YouTube during that time. 
And that's when I had first really started to do YouTube um, on the Christian side of things. Because I was doing YouTube and I was trying to do like a like a daily vlog type mm. of situation. Okay. So I recorded like maybe 40 daily vlogs that I did. Nobody ever watched them. Yeah. I took them all down. So don't be trying to do a search. <laughs> <for them>. <laughs> <laughs> I see a big surge in the numbers. <laughs> but around that time, um, I was trying to do like Christian YouTube stuff. But at that time? around the time where I was like still like heavy like smoking oh. so this is what I would do and it's wicked but I'll say it because it is what it is God mm. already knows about it so I'll let y'all know about it but I was smoking and I was I would I was staying at my mom's house um at my parents house that is and I would smoke and I would like go outside and into the backyard and I would get my Bible and I would literally turn the camera on on my phone and I would record like a video talking about like the Bible and talking mm. about like scriptures and stuff like that. Mm. But I was high. Mm. <laughs> I was literally high. And yeah. I felt like I had to smoke to even make those videos in order to like seem interesting because I still felt like in that moment that I wasn't enough and that people wouldn't listen mm. to me and that, you know, people wouldn't, you know, rock with me or I wasn't like smart enough and stuff like that. So it runs deep with with that conversation but it's interesting because during that time i would i would smoke i would you know go outside in the backyard do my little video i would post it nobody would really watch it and i was doing it for all the wrong reasons during that time too i was doing it literally just to try to get some money because i felt like it's so funny we, we talk about like Michael Todd and Elevation mm -hmm. Church and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you, you used to ask me, you said like, who would, who did you listen to back in the day? Mm -hmm. I would listen to a good amount of Mike Todd, but primarily Elevation Church. Mm -hmm. And I seen how they were like doing it. And I was like, you know what? I could do that too. Mm -hmm. Like I could do what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I would look at their like sermons and how they structured it. And I would try to make videos kind of based on kind of what they were talking about, like on their sermons and stuff like that, yeah. trying to be somebody that I wasn't trying to be like extra and trying to be like all that other kind oh, of stuff, got you. all okay. stemming from feeling like, Hey, I'm not enough. I got to do more. I got to be something else. I got to be got somebody you. else entirely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's pretty wild. It's, it's a pretty crazy story, but Dang. Th that's the time when I can most associate not feeling like I was enough. But even now I still deal with that like on the daily but the difference is i have something to go back to which is god and god mm -hmm. can give me that truth and that wisdom and his word can really ground me whereas before i would run to the weed and i would just get mm -hmm. high and i would get my wisdom quote unquote from the weed or get my comfort from the weed but it was yeah. just a never-ending cycle yeah, you know so long story short that's 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 yeah. my feeling like i wasn't enough story dang yeah no, i feel you i feel you with that <laughs> with that smoking weed thing what are they going about because so i I've i felt never, like i had new revelation yo i felt like i had too but yeah. i think that's that's so you know how with my little like testimony like i've never ever smoked weed at that time and i was like 21 and i was like giving that edible without telling me right in vegas in, in vegas and yeah. that's when i was like what but again, you know it was like the night before so you know, I don't know if it would affect me or not, but either way, I think, like, I was reminded of that because you see how you're in your calling now, but you notice how the devil will try to, like, you know, reach out to anything to try to block it. Well, mm -hmm. okay, you can do your calling, but let me just, like, 
minimize it or something by exactly. making you smoke weed in it or yeah. something. And that's what you kind of do made me think with mine too, like with that testimony. Like whether if I was just like crazy high or something, which I don't think so, because like how do you explain those crazy things that happen, right? Um I gotta share. Well, it's on my YouTube channel, but um <laughs> even after that, I still like I went because I'm in college and I yeah. was like, then I remember smoking weed for the first time. And you, just like how you say you'll get anxiety and stuff, bro. Smoke time, first time I did, I was like, bro, I thought I was gonna die. And I was like, till the next day, I was like, wow. I went to work. He's working in the meat department. <laughs> He's working in the meat department. He's working in the meat department, bro. <laughs> Which that's a blessing. I even had that job. Yeah. Um. God, God has been faithful. Literally, <laughs> this my whole life, bro. Yeah. I think we all can look back and, He's been so and, faithful. and say the same thing. But uh, like just looking back, man, like <laughs> that's crazy. But anyway, I would I went to me where I'm like, bro, I still feel terrible from like the next, not, not terrible, I just felt like I was higher or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel any of that when that Vegas thing happened. So I think I think all that was all God. But regardless, to your point of like, you'd feel like you like go read the Bible and stuff. I remember there'd be times like, I started to get convicted from doing that. Like now I'm in my early twenties and stuff mm -hmm. and I'm growing in the Lord. Like, I mean, I shared before, like I would go and party, like, you know, I'm in college. I would, you know, sleep with whatever. I would try to like sleep with a lot of people or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, I'm going to go to church now, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I would feel convicted and it's slowly my conviction starting to build and it reached like, okay, I shouldn't really be even drinking that much like that. Or like, you know, it started growing and growing. Again, that whole yeah. sanctification thing you're talking about. And, but one time I'll never forget, it might've happened twice, but I was like, hi. And I felt convicted. And I was like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. like, but it's too late because I'm already high. Yeah. Like, you just got to ride that out. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I don't care. Like, even though I'm in this state, which I don't know if it was right or not. Like, I, this is what I thought at that moment. I'm in this state, like, I'm in, I feel convicted. You know what? Lord, I confess my sin to you right now. Yeah. Like, even in this state, you know, I'm crying out to you. Instead of, like, using it, because I feel like, I one thing, Meryl, like, I never hide anything from God. Like, mm -hmm. and that's one thing I think, by the grace of God, he allows it. You know, he says, like, confess your sins to me. Like, I'll cover you. It's okay. Like, just confess. I'd never hide nothing. I used to tell God, I mean, back when I gave my life to Christ, I told him, I don't believe, right? But just help my own belief. Because you said, you know, size of a mustard seed, right? Yeah. But hey, I'll tell you, I don't really believe you rose from the dead or none of that stuff. But surrender my life to you, right? This is back when I was 14. Even in my sin, like, look, I'm not going to use this, even though I feel bad, to hide from you. No, I'm running to you even more. Like, I knew that very early on in my faith, which I think a lot of people need to hear and know now. Like, don't shy away from your Father in heaven. Run to Him in your sin. Like, run to Him and, and confess yeah. and let Him cleanse you. You ain't going to get cleansed on your own. Yeah. So, in those moments that I would do that, I would feel terrible. I'm like, what am I doing? I know better. And I thank God for those convictions. He chastises those He loves. Remember that scripture. I ran to him and said, Lord, I confess. Like, I'm sinning. I'm literally going to worship you even in this state. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I don't know if that's right or wrong because if it's, like, altered or whatever. But regardless, I was like, Lord, forgive me. Like, and I'll never forget. Like, I was, I, I felt, I still felt, like, better. Like, I still, like, imagine, like, I was, I'm reminded of when I, like, do something wrong. Like, you talk about coming home with bad grades or stuff. Yeah. I remember my dad. I used to, when I get a bad grade, I'd be so scared of my dad when I was young. Like, 
because he's just actually get spankings like every freaking day it seems like it, i don't yeah. know what it was but you know talk, looking back you know he was like i just did what my parents did like i don't know if it was right or wrong did your parents did your parents care about your grades yes oh they did yeah okay. yeah they cared um but i remember one time i got like either in trouble for bad grades or i got my card turned like to red or whatever which it wasn't my fault that's also a whole nother thing Oh, like I your think behavior, behavior card was turned to red? Yeah. I both times. That. No, but both times. <laughs> this was back when I was like in, in Japan. So I was like in oh, first grade or something. I was like young. Yeah. yeah. Bro, both times I literally felt like I was a bad kid because I kept getting in trouble for things I didn't do. But now mm. I kind of find out I think it has something to do with some race stuff, actually. Uh-huh. Like I'm actually pretty sure. But as a kid, you don't know. You just yeah. treat it different than every other kid. Anyway, I would go and I have to tell my dad and he'll get really upset, right? And... So, much like, you know, your father in heaven, like, my dad would get upset, and he'll chastise me, spank me, whatever, yell at me, whatever, but then every single time, no matter what, he would come and talk to me, and he would Mm -hmm. say, hey, look, and I would believe him, like, I would, like, he would really say, I don't like spanking you, like, I don't, like, I love you, just, there's consequences for what you do, and he would talk to me, and every time, it's like, I would forget, and I think a lot of people need to, need to do that, and also, Look at that example. That's how our Father in Heaven is. Yes, He's upset with your sin, but when you come to Him, He still loves you even in it. Yeah. It's not like you sin, I'm mad, and go away. So I kind of had that mindset, and maybe that's that seed from my childhood that I brought to now I'm an adult and I'm smoking weed and I know I shouldn't have. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, you know, whatever. Like, I'm a worship God because I know He's a good Father and I'm sorry, like, in it. So, but yeah, there'll be times like that. And, you know, eventually those convictions, which I think are good, they start to, they start to stay. And then you yeah. then all of a sudden you start kicking it. Now, I mean, it's been forever, you know? So it's just, it's crazy. But it's just, we got to be reminded, I think, of how like faithful and loving God is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had, um, so I just came from like the, the healing ministry today or whatever. Mm-hmm. And one guy came into the rooms and he had that same issue. Like he was like, I feel like, you know, I, I sinned against God again. Like, and he was like struggling yeah. and I'm like, okay, God, what do I say? And it's so crazy because have I ever told you how it works in that room? Like in those rooms? Not really. So, so what happens in these healing rooms that we have there? So let's say you come into the room mm-hmm. and there is a, we don't, so there's, there's a room with like two people, at least maybe three. We actually get you your folder. So you go, you sign in in the lobby, you write your folder, what you're there for, your name, all that stuff. If you've been, if you're a believer, if you've been baptized, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We get your folder. We don't know who's in it, but we lay hands on the folder and we ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what he wants us to say. Sometimes it's a word of knowledge. Sometimes it's a word of encouragement. Sometimes it's a vision. And whatever comes to mind, we... It comes up and we keep it to ourselves, we wait till everyone else in the room's done, and then we share it. And then we open the folder just to see if like, hey, is there anything specific you want us to pray for or whatever? Mm. But today, always it all connects always. And every time we share this with people when they come in, they're like, Oh my gosh, like how do you know? Like whatever, blah blah. Today, so I had a vision of um this there's this man and he was like he had like fire, like he was like lit on fire essentially. Yeah. But this man is it's not like bad or anything but the fire symbolized like anger frustration like all that stuff and this person's looking at other means to uh extinguish this fire Mm -hmm. and every other mean like when it comes like say it's you know women or say it's whatever it'll come in as leaves 
and then the leaves would just ignite the fire more mm. and so I was like, okay. And then, but there's a fireman right in front of him with a hose. And this fireman is Jesus and he's smiling, he's vibrant, and he's ready to like, you know, douse the frustration and all that stuff. Yeah. But it all comes through him, not these other means. So I was like, okay, God, I'll share that. This dude in my room with me, he had the same exact vision, just a little different. He saw it as a, fame, a rainforest, leaves all around like a whirlwind, and they're all like distractions and yeah. stuff. And then in this uh, rainforest, there's uh, a waterfall. And Jesus is in that waterfall and he's ready to like cleanse him or with that too. And I'm like, wow, we have like this a pretty similar thing. So we shared that. It is blessed this the, the young dude man. who is serving with you he's or serving with, okay. He's serving with me. Yeah. He's in a room. You have with the me. same the same vision? exact vision. Yeah. Damn. The Holy Spirit is is crazy, bro. It's crazy. Um and again, we don't know this guy. I'm not I'm I'm just a regular dude. You know me. Like I'm just but what we do is like I, I lead the, the soaking portion. We at least thirty minutes, we're sitting there. You know, I anoint, we anoint people with oil. We pray over them. Um, we also do that with everyone that comes in the room. And we just, we literally just release, like, you know, we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us, um, bring forth the spiritual gifts that he's allotted for us, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it was just amazing. But that boy, that guy that was in the room, he struggled with that conviction. God is not going to accept me back, right? Like, and it's like, no, we got to douse that lie. He's a good father. Yeah. He's a good father. You should come in there if you ever be interested. I think I told you about it before. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, Yeah, bro. I'm down. Yeah, man. So what happened with that dude, though? He I mean, he was like, well, actually, before I even shared that vision, I prayed over him. I anointed him with anointed him with oil and, and prayed over him. And after that, he was like, I already, I just, you know, I have scripture in my head. I'm just like saying things and kind mm -hmm. of praying. He's like. I was like, hey, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Like, it just, whatever comes, and he's like, I just, I feel so much better. Like, and again, that's what prophecy is. Like, you mm -hmm. prop speaking what God's word is. Like, yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. We got to know the truth, right? We talked about last video, the devil be lying about stuff. So, yeah, he felt amazing. He was great. He was good. Um, so, it was, it was really good. It's a blessing to be a part of that because, again, when you get used like that, and you're like, oh, you see, the Holy Spirit is, is good, you know? It's, yeah. But um, but yeah, man. But like with you, like you know, I always talk about your your gift of faith. But I was gonna ask you, have you? So I know you said you you know had, you know, you, you had anxiety, mental illness growing up. You were pretty shy. Have you always had this like sense of faith? Because you talking about how you'd step out and try to vlog and all mm -hmm. that stuff. That's some that's some steps of faith. Mm -hmm. Have you always had that? Um, I think yes and no. Mm -hmm if it's if it was something that i was passionate about and something that i really truly enjoyed and loved doing then i would step out and and do it yeah especially with like vlogging and trying to do like youtube um because this was like 10 years ago mm -hmm. and me literally bro i'm trying to tell you i was so shy so nervous so anxious i'm walking around with a big camera like vlogging and like yeah. you know target and walmart and grocery oh, shopping like yeah that. like vlogging like that that's pretty so, bold it's pretty bold it is pretty bold uh wow. looking back at it it is pretty bold it was like a camera like a video camera or like a phone yeah. camera no it was like a, i bought a, a legit like vlogging camera wow. to do it. yeah and everything like that so Dang. i guess so i guess i always had faith but i, I never really knew that it was faith you know mm, okay. i just thought it was just me just being ambitious and just trying to make things happen and like chasing my dreams but yeah none of those things ever really materialized into anything and I think it's because I, I didn't have any purpose behind what I was doing. And it's kind of mm -hmm. like what I was saying before 
after we finished recording the podcast episode four yesterday and i was talking about you know i like that we have a purpose behind this podcast because we could easily do a funny comedy version of a podcast and just yeah. be laughing and, and yeah. you know popping jokes the whole time but yeah. what's the purpose behind that i mean yeah. i guess to entertain to make people laugh excuse me but there's no bigger purpose behind it yeah. and when i was doing you know vlogging or whatever else i was doing just trying to i had a lot of different ways i was trying to just like get rich quick like schemes like type of <laughs> things like that's how i look at it now yeah. just me just doing things strictly for the money i had a lot of those things that that mm. came and went that's that apostle mindset of yours man I'm is it you, like starting <laughs> things and stuff i'm just yeah. saying but yeah go ahead but it never it never panned out because okay. i never had anything of substance behind it apart from oh i want to get money i want to buy a house i want to get you know mm. girls i want to buy cars i want to you know do mm. xyz you know so it wasn't until i shifted my focus and really really until you introduced me to jesus where my focus was shifted and then i realized like hey you know i can use these gifts and these Mm. callings that god has put inside of me in order to serve him and i can get and i can it's like the best of both worlds i can you know use my talents use the gifts and i can serve god in the kingdom like it's the best of both worlds so that's when everything really changed for me but yeah going back to your question i didn't even know faith was a spiritual gift Mm. you know what i'm saying like i didn't even know that was a spiritual gift let me try to find that verse but you know it's interesting i was thinking about because we're we're talking about not feeling like we were enough but even when you don't feel like you're enough it's so interesting how god can still use that because even with moses moses was he said i don't want to like no don't use i can't even i can't even talk right. like i can't even talk man, i can't me, go man. up to you know pharaoh and tell him all this stuff yeah and god was so patient with him like mm. figuring out all these like okay well, what if they say no like okay then do this like you know mm. throw the staff down it's gonna turn to a snake pick it back up like do do, do these miracles and then they'll know it's me but he still yeah. was like i i can't even talk and god yeah. was like all right go ahead take aaron with you he'll mm. talk for you yeah but you're gonna do this yeah Oof you know what i'm saying and that's i've 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 felt that way before too like i don't even know how i'm gonna do this but it's like god is telling me hey you're going to do this regardless Mm. and even when you don't feel like you're enough god can still use you and he wants to use you is the mind-blowing part like why don't you just use somebody who does feel like like they're enough you know but i was thinking about it if god was using people and i'm sure not to say that god can't use confident people because he he totally can. And I think it's an interesting conversation because I think we can have bouts of feeling like we're not enough, but I think we can still retain our confidence in that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like overall. Yeah. But we have bouts of feeling like we're not enough. But I was thinking like, man, what if we just always felt like we were more than enough? Mm. Would God be able to use that or would that be a two of a prideful state for God to even work in? Because we would feel like, oh, we don't need you, God, because I can do it on my own type of yeah, thing, you know? Bro, that's good. So I think yeah. there is some magic in not feeling like you are enough because that leaves room for God to come in and, and work yeah. through you and, and help you accomplish that with him. Yeah. Because otherwise, if you were to do it apart from him, then you would feel all puffed up like, oh, look what I did. Yeah. Like I built this house yeah. on my own. Like, yeah. what's up? You yeah. know? So bro, you stay I think it's you an interesting dynamic. Bro. You said, yeah, that is a very interesting, interesting dynamic. I was going to say, you stay quoting scripture, bro. What did I quote? Mm, bro. <laughs> In our weakness, he is made strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
That's I definitely 100% agree with you. Um, you mentioned something I really wanted to touch on, but I think I forgot. Oh, I forgot. It was, I wish I can rewind. Yeah, no, nah, I forgot. Bro, you remember pick it up, bro. Dang, up. who we was it? It's live, baby. Pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got no. stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> Man, let me read the spiritual gift real quick. Now, there are different gifts, but the same spirit. This is first first Corinthians chapter twelve, verse four. And there are different ministries, but the same Lord. Mm. And there are different results, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the, Okay, look at this. See the word manifestation? You know how people like kind of twist that and say, oh, just manifest. You yeah, know, like the new age stuff. Yeah, new age stuff. Yeah. They try I feel to, weird saying it because the new age just has hijacked it. Oh, a thousand percent. To each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the benefit of all. For one person is given through the Spirit. Oh, for one person is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. And another, the message of knowledge according to the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. That's you. Mm. And to another, gifts of healing by one spirit. To another, performance of miracles. To another, prophecy. And to another, discernment of, of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. It is one, it is one and the same spirit distributing as he decides. He. See, the spirit is a, is a person decides to each person who produces all these things mm. so that that spirit of faith is bro i, I just i've always like admired you for that because you always had this like sense of faith to me because i've always been kind of like i gotta know the plan like i gotta know i've always been safe right yeah. i went to school got my bachelor's got my master's got a go government job it's safe i can't get fired like I got, everything's safe i never I never did something in risk. Like, I always wish I played football, mm -hmm. but I never did it because, you know, I was like, oh, my mom wouldn't let me. And, you know, we had that one dude that, bro, that dude, like, you know, oh, that, that, dude, was that, was, that was That was horrible. Yeah. That was actually pretty horrible. Yeah. He got, what, did he have, like, an aneurysm or something? I don't, I don't remember. I think he got hit wrong. Yeah. He had, like, a brain aneurysm on the field, and yeah. he passed, didn't and he? It, oh, he passed? I think he passed, or oh, he was, like, in, like, a vegetative he, state. He was, like, in a vegetative state, I think. Yeah. And someone said he had, like, a... a like a mind of a child or something like that. Mm. It's terrible. That happened as I was coming in freshman year. My mom wow. was like, "No, you ain't doing that." And I'm like, yeah. "All right, whatever." So I did basketball, but um, why did I bring that up? But you know what? Healing—that's what I think. In these last days, I'm about to go there. You know, I always talk about last days. The Bible says so. I believe this is a whole another thing. We got to get into it. But I believe in a post-tribulation rapture, right? That's the whole, the whole thing. So that means that we'll get raptured after the tribulation, right? Or or some, we're going to ex experience it. But I think we'll be like kind of preserved in a way, kind of like how, you know, the Israelites were like preserved as the plagues were happening in Egypt, right? They was there. Mm -hmm. They saw it. Um, but they was kind of preserved in some way. I don't know. I don't know. But what I know is I really feel like we're, we're going to go through it. And so the Mark of the Beast comes out after the um man of lawlessness is revealed right the bible even quotes and i got we got to do a thing about the end time stuff but anyway yeah julian um, texted me he told me he wanted us to do that really yeah on okay. the end times yo we're going to do that um i got a lot of study up on it but That's this, what i was this, gonna say we got prep for that yeah i, I mean i'm very confident in it yeah. but I, I do need to like prep in it but this gift of healing 
it's, I think it's, well, all the gifts are very important. They all serve the body of Christ and they're all required. But I think the gift of healing is something that's going to have to be, you know, it's something I'm thinking about. And I think a lot of people might not really operate in it or think they don't. But especially in those end times when we can't buy or sell, you know, or when, you know, whatever the case may be, we need people to heal. Because we talked about, I think, last time in the pod, like back in the day when people were flowing in the spirit, you know, they went to the church, um, mm-hmm. you know, for healing. They went to the synagogues for healing. We can heal. Jesus says, like, these signs will follow those who believe, right? Cast out demons. You'll lay hands on the state to be healed. Like, he, we're supposed to be doing the same things he does, but why don't we? It's not like it's God's fault. It's our fault. We don't believe. And so I think when we're refined and we're at this point of, like, tribulation, like, we'll be crying out to God, like, we're going to reach out in faith and people are going to be healed. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that because, like I said, like, in my testimony, when I unlocked that door, bro, like, I'm not joking. It unlocked right in front of me, and I just believed and i know that supernatural like that is real and that's that's what we gotta like tap into so that'll be something to talk about but gift of healing that just pops out at me right now you think the healing is going to be a crucial gift during the end times i I think all of them are of course like faith i mean gifts of you know knowledge of 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 being a teacher like all that stuff to understand the word like okay okay i I think we're we're here like okay daniel chapter 7 says this okay revelation says this okay second to me like we know like what's to come and what to expect yeah um we know literally you can count things down too like yeah you know um daniel is it the 70 weeks prophecy like there's things you can count where people think oh we don't gotta you know we don't know what's gonna happen no there's things that can happen when you when you see this man of lawlessness revealed you know we got three and a half years left mm-hmm. and you know it's like stuff like that so um i mean it's not to the exact you know second of the day but god has prophecies and it's like we have to know what it is and he's yeah. that's again another testament of his love of revealing these things to us he had prophecies before he came he fulfilled prophecy while he was here he tells us prophecies to look forward to that's yeah. how we can like kind of stay on track and, and look for these things and you know we're seeing a lot of things kind of taking play and it's like i'm just like oh my goodness what is going on my boy was telling me you probably know more about this um tell me today that so he's working with some like ai thing mm-hmm. and this ai thing he's like doing it in accounting he's like an accountant yeah and it has eyes he says it has eyes he says he thinks it's super demonic but he was saying how that same software or whatever someone hacked like he heard a story about someone like was like a hacker or something and the ai caught him and then the ai like he posted something on twitter Mm -hmm. saying like oh man i got hacked by this ai that ai that caught him responded to him on twitter and said hey if you do this again i'm gonna report you to the police blah 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 but it was an ai isn't that kind of crazy that's like a person yeah that's wild that's wild and so he kind of had a whole thought about that but do you know anything about that like i haven't heard about that but i know ai is they they had a i think it was a i could be completely wrong but i think it was like a congressional hearing with uh sam altman who is the ceo of OpenAI, which is the company that founded chat gpt so that's like the main ai open ai system that people are using right now to do all these different like like papers and stuff yeah like you can essentially build whatever you want on top of chat gpt and Mm. he was saying in the hearing that he's concerned and that he's afraid of the potential of where it can go 
and he oh. was pretty much saying if i'm not mistaken he was pretty much saying that he would be on board with having some sort of um what'd you say like restriction restrictions yeah really? from uh, from like a government level because of the potential wow. for it to go left or go south whatever you want to call it yeah. but so i i think wow. ai is, is definitely going to be an issue i, I think it's definitely going to be used as a tool um mm. by the enemy i mean you can already see it I, i'm looking i'm just thinking this is on a very like surface you know mm. vein level but i'm looking at these ai like rappers and stuff like that mm. i've sent you songs from like ai drake, and drake it sounds just like drake it sounds it's a little tiny bit off but it but sounds this, pretty but this is the worst that it's ever gonna be Ooh, you know what yeah. i'm saying it's only gonna get better That's but insane. just imagine when they do it to for example preachers Residence. or <gasps> pastors preachers. or christians who are have a platform or christian um like legis legislators or christian politicians or people people who are of high ranking positions within society who happen to be christians wow. what if they start putting like ai voices ai faces and uh, creating yeah. all these like scandals and stuff like that yeah. and getting all these christians up out of here with yeah. ai you know like that's very wow. like vain like oh, like whatever like sci-fi movie-ish but I feel like that could be a possibility as well because i always think from a persecution yeah. standpoint yeah. what does persecution look like in today's age for us but i don't think it's going to look like how it looks in nigeria for example yeah. how they're literally killing christians in the yeah. street and burning them alive i don't think that's going to happen in america but i think the persecution for us is going to be like a technological persecution maybe ushered okay. through ai or something like that so okay. i don't know I, I feel like ai could it is going to be an issue but i haven't seen that the one with the eyes and the demonic yeah. type was, one yeah it, that's what you kind of mentioned how much y'all can hear this i got that boy giving out free promos for the week. oh Stop. man that bro i you know i've been trying to eat healthy I, would I eat a salad that one time? Or whatever. I'm trying yeah, to eat healthy, but I went ahead and got yeah. this wing stop. <laughs> I was like, bruh, I need something. I feel weird now. But I actually do think, so you said, like, I don't know if it will ever be like that in America. You think like, it will be? I think it I think it will be. I think it will be like this. Like Just like how COVID, for example, affected the whole world. Mm -hmm. I think the end times like where it's like persecution because mm -hmm. Jesus literally says, and I, I mean... It could, I mean, it would be great for us if it's not America, but, yeah. you know, whoever's going to be taken to captivity is going to go to captivity. Whoever's mm -hmm. going to be, you know, slain by the sword is going to be slain by the sword. Like, you're just going to go. It's just what it is. Yeah. And I think it's like a blanket thing to everyone. So I think it's going to be some resemblance of that because as things get chaotic, I think it's just the whole world is going to be just crazy. And then everyone's going to fall and usher under this one man who's going to be the savior or whatever, and he's yeah. going to be the Antichrist. So I think everyone's going to feel it. Um, but how, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I just try to prepare my heart for everything because I don't, I can't, I'm not going to survive none of that, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that AI stuff, man, it's, I got to read more about it and stuff. But it's it's just crazy times, like, we're in. Yeah, you know? it is crazy times. It's crazy times. It is. But back on. Do you ever, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Okay, you're good. Do you ever think about times where you weren't a Christian? What do you mean? Like, do you ever think about times before you came to God? Like, before 
Because you're talking about like having convictions and, and things of that nature. Oh. Do you ever think about a time when, when you were doing something and you didn't have any convictions of doing something? Yeah. Um, like if you're doing like something that you like now that you would say is wrong. Yeah. Like you do something now when you're convicted of it because yeah. like, you know, you're filled with the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. But do you remember when you were like doing that same thing maybe? And you just were doing it and you didn't have any convictions have any at convictions. all? Um, I'm sure there are stuff. I'm trying to think. I know I probably didn't feel as bad sleeping around with people mm-hmm. because it was like, I felt it was like, oh, it's just one of those things you would do. Like, you yeah. know, like, you know, I always was like, you better protect yourself. You better blah, blah. Like, you don't love these, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I thought it was a spider over there. <laughs> um, It was like that, but it wasn't. I would feel like it was wrong, but not really because I kind of made myself self-righteous because I never was like a mean, like, I mean, I was mean, I guess, like I'll tell you that story. But when yeah. I, I have sisters, like I always treated women like that I was dating and stuff with like so much respect that yeah. they all like essentially like loved me in a way where it's like, yeah. I didn't feel bad because even though I was, you know, I always kept it like real, like, hey, you know, blah, blah. I would always be a gentleman. I always take them out. Always like, always like i made plans like i always treated them right and so that made me think oh it's not that bad even though i know like deep down like i'm just really out here like i know it's ain't gonna be long term Mm -hmm. you know i would voice that i would be honest but i didn't feel conviction because oh i'm being a good guy about it like self-righteous stuff but looking back even that it was wrong because it's not under the confines of marriage or whatever so i would i think my issue which is like look it's dangerous it's like if i did think of something that I did have conviction, I would try to rationalize it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not doing as bad as these people. They over here are just like yeah. not even texting these people back the next day. Like yeah. I would at least text back and be like, hey, you know, appreciate it. You know, hey, that was funny. We can hang out, blah, blah. And Keep it a couple days going and fizzle it out. That helped me move forward yeah. and rationalize anything. But it's yeah. like wrong is wrong is wrong. So, um, I yeah, I, that's, it's like stuff like that. I mean, I would... Um, I never like, you know, I didn't steal, like, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, it's kind of like stuff like that, but I always, yeah, I always like rationalized it in a way to make it. That sounds kind of like, is that some like narcissist stuff? Like, I don't know. Like, is it like, oh, <laughs> you're fine. No, you're, you can never do wrong. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's what well, made me like sleep better. Other people and you're like, oh, well, this other person is, you know, yeah. doing what I'm doing, but they're, oh, yeah doing worse off or whatever i don't know yeah i know i know what you mean though yeah. in terms of rationalizing it and yeah. justifying it to making yourself feel okay with it so you can keep operating in whatever you're doing yeah but i do feel bad like i feel like some if i ever like people see me on air they're gonna be like i remember this dude he freaking you know <laughs> this is your do, man of god did, yeah on some of that stuff because i used to send some wild dms man oh, back in the day man. like yeah i used to be like you know that like emoji of like the water polo dude or whatever. Yeah. Or like any kind of sports. Like y'all just me shooting my shot. Like I was like, shoot, yeah. like on some lame stuff. But it would, ah, man. I, the same the thing arises. Polo I'm like, is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Pivot. <laughs> her polo is crazy. That's crazy. I was gonna say, do you miss not feeling convicted? Mm. you know what i'm saying that's a good question you come with the questions this time huh (laughs) i no i don't well there's somewhere in the bible that talks about like with the more knowledge you get or something the more sorrows you have right Mm -hmm. 
or something like that because like ignorance is bliss like in a certain degree mm -hmm. but at the same time the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge so i'm i don't feel bad because i'm glad i have this knowledge of how i'm supposed to walk and how i'm supposed to operate yeah there is a sense of like peace with not feeling convicted of stuff mm -hmm. but at the same time i there's a better peace with knowing the truth yeah. for me like I love that I know the truth and there's so much more truth that I'm I'm learning and I'm continuing to learn because I, I really like for real like I'm so serious bro like I really want to be like Jesus like for real like yeah. I want to and I want to do anything I can I need to like keep fighting things off but it and it's weird it's not exhausting to really yeah. like I don't know what it is like but to but to pivot that answer or to this other answer there are times that I'm like man that was kind of fun mm -hmm. not so much like missing the the conviction but it's like i know my flesh is still my flesh that's where i was going with it yeah yeah and i i don't like that but i see that that's there so yeah. i gotta like protect that stuff and uh it's funny you mentioned that email um of that one person that had that dream i don't know if i can like, oh mention that. when we were at breakfast yeah, yeah. and yeah, I, we can talk about it we can talk about it. okay uh whoever that person is um thank you and I ask that you pray for us, like mm -hmm. it's, it's pray for us um, in that area um, to just stay humble and, and all that. Um, because those are all things that men kind of essentially like battle and stuff. And we try to shed that. But again, we're still men, like I'm talking to me. Um, but at the same time, one thing that I love about God is when I'm in this like state like this, like when I'm in the spirit. I never miss anything, anything like that. Yeah. It's always when I'm like, you know, if I wake up, I pray, and then something bad happens and the devil somehow just drifts me away. Then I start to like, be like, man, this is, now I'm like not in the spirit, right? And yeah. it's like, I miss that. But I'm in the spirit like a majority of the time. Yeah. And so that's where I, I'm like, I don't even look at people like that. Like, I don't even, like when I'm here, bro, like it's like, I'm not look. I'm not thinking about that. Nothing like that. It's but if I'm slipping or something, then it's like, oh, I kind of miss like, how it used to be. I should just drink. I used to just party. I used to and not even party like that. But it's the sense of like, I'm living for the now, exactly. and I'm my own god. Yeah, I know what's good for me. I'm I'm about to you know have fun any way I want. I'll say some wild stuff and people will laugh and it's like hey, I don't care like whatever. Yeah, and I do. But now even with that, that freedom. You talked about, you know, smoking and stuff. Yeah. That's the same thing as when you're in the spirit. Yeah. Like, I still get that same freedom of, but I got to be in the spirit, though. And it's like a, a surrendered freedom versus that one was a, you know, I'm that dude freedom. Like, mm -hmm. I really was, like, cocky, like, growing up. Um, I just thought I was, like, I don't know. And it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm this. I say whatever. I'm it's just it's it's all pride. Bro, you literally said yesterday in that story, that? you said I'm Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the coolest kid in school. <laughs> yeah, bro. One time, okay, so prom. Just okay. Were you gonna say something? I was actually hurt. I didn't win like prom king, or was a homecoming king because it was gonna be between me and this one dude. Like everyone knew it was gonna be between me and this one dude. Yeah, and. I thought I was going. I thought I was going to lose actually because this other dude. I was like, okay, I was going to get like all the like the you know certain people's votes, yeah, and then like a bunch of other people's votes. This dude I was like, okay, you you got those other people's votes, whatever. And it was like everyone was like, it's going to be between you and this dude, you and this dude, you and this dude. I was yeah. like, let's do my boy. I was like, cool. It wasn't either of us. It was someone like like no one expected, <laughs> and I was like, 
It's the industry plant. It, yeah, <laughs> and I was proud. I was like, I'm Elliot. Like it was that was that went to high school, bro. Man, I don't like that, bro. Like I don't like. I think about that. I'm like, so no, I don't miss it. To answer your question, what about you? Do you ever miss like? Well, here's the question: <laughs> Do you knowing what you know about your walk? Yeah. Do you think it would be easier if you weren't a Christian? Uh, like like the like walking with God. Just like your life in general, like. Do you think like your life would be easier like living if you like weren't a Christian? You know what's crazy? That's a really good question, bro. A lot of people talk about how it's hard mm-hmm. to be a Christian. It, I think it's only hard when you're like adjusting and trying to like shake off. Mm-hmm. But when you got from, I'm only talking about me. I don't know, but this foundation, it's essentially easier because i surrender everything yeah there's there's so much peace and surrender i don't even i used to and i don't know this is a a good or bad thing but i used to plan out everything i know what i'm doing five years i know i'm doing 10 years i know i'm doing 15 years i know when i'm probably gonna get married i know all this stuff is all planned out and it's like controlled and if something didn't happen then i feel like i'm i'm lacking and and i'm in distress and there's fatigue and and now i gotta do this and work hard with this yeah Every single aspect of my life is surrendered. I can't even tell you when I'm. A, I mean, I know everything. I'm actually pretty like you know like I'm established. Like everything's in order, but I don't still like. I'm like this has to be this way. It's all surrendered. Mm-hmm. Everything of my life, and there's peace in that because I'm like God. I talk to you every day. Like you have my life in your hands. Like yeah. I'm your child. Like I'm. It is what it is. Like everything's just it is what it is. Yeah. And I think there's that peace in in that type of surrender. So my life is actually easier. Mm-hmm. with god uh, to me yeah because i just i'm not playing like i don't i i surrender everything to him yeah like i, I really do like don't and and it's crazy because i don't even i see that there's my flesh desires fleshly things like yeah it's kind of like paul right he's like you know the things i don't want to do i do and all this stuff right you can see that but i know that the law is good like as, as paul was saying like yeah. i see this law of righteousness in me and i know i want that yeah and so and it, that's real so it's like i don't i don't miss anything in there it wasn't easier it was it's, it's actually it was harder because i had to battle that stuff alone you know without Ooh. him you know yeah um whatever it was like who i'm good like people struggle with what they want to do and all that stuff and when you you know that you're in the palm of God's hands and really know it, there's so much peace that no one can touch you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I noticed when I've been in that posture, like ever, actually since I've been a Christian, again, God has been so faithful, like this whole way of my life, my whole life. He's carried me all this way. What's that song? No one cared for me like Jesus. Oh, yeah. Bro, he said, that song said his faithfulness has carried me all this way. I felt that. I felt that every single moment, every job I had, literally even the job I have now with the government, Mm -hmm. it's, I never had to strive for it. Yeah. Every single job I had, Wells Fargo, like that interview that I talked about yesterday where I switched to go to another one, it wasn't even a real interview. Like it was just like a formality, but no, you got it. Cause people, it's just, God just opens doors and I just walk through whatever it's God does it all. And I, what, however, I pray mm. and I do what I have to do. Yeah. I make sure I'm on time. I make sure I work hard. I make sure I do everything I got to do. And also, if God doesn't open the door from what I think he is, I promise you I don't trip. Yeah. You know that testimony with Wells Fargo and I try to go into corporate. You were there for that. Yeah. Bro, 
I bust my butt for that. I called people. I made mm-hmm. a business plan. I did all that. And it just got rug just slipped open. Mm-hmm. I was mad for like two and a half seconds. <laughs> and I was like, well, God, I know you're faithful. So what are you going to do? Yeah. I look to him for what he's going to do. And I trust him. And yeah. he's always faithful. I don't worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. My life is easier with him to me. I might be the only Christian to say that because it was always hard to walk with God. It's hard to walk with God. I hear that all the time. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Do you want to go live in sin? Like, cause mm-hmm. I don't. And it's, is I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm misunderstanding the question, but my life is easier with him. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you feel like it's almost like one of those things where, you know how in certain jobs, the higher you, when you first start, it's hard. There's a yeah. learning curve and you feel like you're doing all this work and it's just difficult and maybe you're not getting compensated as much as you would want to get compensated. But as you move up, it almost feels like you're making more money, but you're doing like less. Yeah. Like it feels easier as you're moving 1, up and like as you're growing and yeah. as you're maturing. Not to say that it doesn't have its challenges, yeah. but the things that you used to struggle with, it's gotten a lot easier or you've learned how to deal with those things or who to take those you know challenges to. Yes. That's a really good example. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was the, thinking. Yeah, that's actually saying a, that. yeah, that's actually a really good example. Once you like kind of go deeper, you're like, oh, well, now it's. it's but it's a work. deeper responsibility. It's a bigger responsibility. Yeah. Because just because you might have a bigger role, mm-hmm. like in the like a job oh, career it. analogy, right? Yeah. Just because you have a bigger role, okay, yeah, but you have more responsibilities. It might be quote unquote easier day to day or feel easier, mm-hmm. less on your you know plate, but your responsibilities, you know, trickle down. It's bigger. That's and I true. think that's how God looks at looks at us as well. Cause it's like, hey, you, you, you should know better. Mm-hmm. You're not one of these baby yeah. Christians out here running around on milk and diapers. Like you should know better. <laughs> yeah. You should that's know better. That's a really good example. Yeah, I do be feeling that. And there yeah. are times that when I fall or whatever, I'm like, I should know better. Yeah. Like, you know? And it it hits a little it's different. Cause it's like it's a you fell and you knew better. Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, forgive me. You yeah. know. Again, he's faithful. It's insane. But no, that's good. What do you feel? Do you feel like your walk is, is harder with him or or uh it's been easier? Um since before. I feel like excuse me, I feel like my flesh is still my flesh, you know. Yep. It still wants to do things. Going back to the conviction question, like I was thinking what did I ask you? Did I say, do you miss do you, not feeling convicted? Yeah. yeah. I, my flesh misses that feeling of not being convicted, but my spirit doesn't because I don't know how I could go back after knowing what I know and, and knowing what God has opened my eyes to and knowing that, hey, I don't need to do anything externally to get peace. I can just go to God and get that same piece if not a greater piece than anything that this world can give me but my flesh being my flesh is like well we still want to smoke we still want to drink we still want to do this we still want to do that but in terms of is it easier i think it is easier because like you said being a christian for me when i first started i had the wrong perception of it i thought it was perfection i thought i had to be perfect and i was stressing myself out I was stressing myself out trying to be perfect and trying not to mess up and trying not to sin. And when I did sin, it was almost 
as if it set me into this cycle because I just felt so bad. I was like, well, I sinned. I might as well do it again. I might as well do it again. I might yeah. as well do it because I'm already here now. I'm already yeah. on the, you know, the ground level. So I might as well just keep sinning while I'm here. <laughs> so, and that's what I felt. And it was just, nah, I, I would that. go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And, but now I, I, I look at it completely different and not to say that I'm just, Hey, God's going to forgive me. I'm going to sin, you know, anyway, cause he's going to forgive me. I understand that he's forgiven us, but I have a different level of respect for God now. Mm -hmm. And I have a different view of what this journey is and what this walk with him is. And now it's opened me up to so much more peace because I, if I feel like I'm lacking in any way, I know I can go to him and he can get me right. As opposed to me, you know, going to a joint or a blunt or, you know, a shot or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's been easier. And like you said, I honestly, I've, I've never been a person to plan in mm. terms of, oh, I'm going to get married here or I'm going to do this or do that or get this career or save this amount of money for retirement or something like X, Y, Z. I've never been like that. And I I respect you a lot because for having those traits, even though you said you're kind of not like that now because you mm. tend to lean on God. Mm -hmm. But because I wasn't like that, it opened up the door for me to have a lot of anxiety because it's mm. like I'm not planning. But mm. with God my eyes are on a totally different focus and not to be like reckless, but I see it as we're only here for such a short amount of time anyway, you know? So yeah. the impact that I want to have is to bring as many people to heaven as possible and to bring as many people to knowing Christ as possible in whatever capacity that that looks like. And if I don't have everything figured out, if I don't have retirement or, you know, college savings account for my kids or something yeah, like that then yeah. i'm cool with that because at the end of the day this is all temporary you know anyway mm -hmm. and not to be like oh i don't care about what happens today right, or right, tomorrow course, or, yeah. or to be irresponsible but i just don't have that same level of stress anymore right. so it, it is easier now that i'm a christian but it wasn't always like that because yeah. i had a a warped view of what it meant to be a christian got you got yeah. you you got that dog again yeah the dog's dog. probably scratching herself in the yeah. kennel uh, <laughs> yeah that's so that's crazy because man that's that's crazy so your work your your view in the beginning this uh this is probably a lot of people too so your view in the beginning of it was like it's perfection and i remember that because i remember you you know said that one time like you know i'm gonna clean up a little bit first i gotta take care of this stuff before i give my life to christ yeah i remember you said something like that but it's funny for me i never i never had that Mine, my view was, um, well, the first time I gave my life to Christ, you know, when I was like 14 or whatever, mm -hmm. it was just to like, what is the truth? But when I experienced that time when I like really like dove into my relationship with him, it was like, I, I really just want to know you yeah, more so than like this works thing or like trying to be an upstanding person. Like it was. I think God gave me the grace to just go in, in like a knowing who my father is. And then through that, then it's like, okay, let me actually study more about who he is and, and all that and actually walk out in his laws that he wants me to do and, and all that. But it's, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's, I, I see what you're saying with that. Um, you mentioned something in the very beginning and I kind of missed that as well. I was I was thought about it. And I was like, should I write this down? I was like, no, I'm not gonna write it down. I'm not gonna forget. And then mm -hmm. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think I had a, like a, a warped view of it also because, and we talked about this in previous podcasts. 
my relationship with God started very selfishly. It, it was because, hey, mm. I'm down and like depressed mm. and I guess I'll give this God thing a shot. You know what I mean? And if you are who you say you are, then like show me type of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. But I don't, I, I, I guess that would be considered selfish because still my mindset there was, hey, there's still things that I want from you. And I don't necessarily know if I'm completely bought into the relationship aspect of it, but mm. I know the Bible says, you know, not to do these certain things, not to sin and stuff like that. So I'll try to keep my sin to a minimum so that maybe you can bless me with these things that I want. Yeah. And then when I would sin and when I would fall, then I would feel like, oh, wow, like now I'm not going to get the freaking blessing anymore, you know? Yeah. So that that's kind of that's kind of where my warped view came from. But did you figure out what you were going to say? I literally, you saw my face when I figured yeah. it out. And then you saw my face when I lost it oh, again. Oh, you lost it again? I literally <laughs> lost it again, bro. Like something's wrong with my brain, bro. <laughs> I literally started to write it. But you mentioned a, a warped view and that's what like triggered it. But continue this week, you'll probably come back. But, um... But I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. I forgot what I was saying. The dog distracted me. It, yeah, no, it's cool. Her scratching her all her fur coat off of sound like for yeah. those of you who don't know, I got a dog or we got a dog. My family got a dog. So. Yeah. You still have that dog hair in your trunk or whatever you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Cause that dog looks like it don't have hair. Like it's very like short, it's, but it's just cause she was stressing, like I told you. Cause she was in a kennel, like just stressing. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Man, you better say something, bro. It's a podcast. I know. Stage right again, part two. You start to What is it gonna say next? Another every word, bro. I feel like I'm hooked. No snap. (laughs) Yo, what are you reading right now, though? In the Bible? Yeah. Um, I'm in Psalms, but I was in, I was in Psalms and Timothy. I think Second Timothy. Mm -hmm. But I want to. I need to go back to the. I need to go back through the Old Testament. Mm. for real for real because i feel like i've kind of sped through it because it it was like genesis and exodus i feel like are super exciting and then when it goes through like the law and everything like that and like all the different like tedious type of stuff i feel like i kind of like sped through it and i didn't really take time to really digest and sit with it and really try to understand it and like seek the Holy Spirit to help me understand it. It was just like, I'm just reading it, you know? Mm. So I want to go back through it and really be led by the Spirit as I go back through it because yeah. I feel like there's a lot of topics that are coming up now that are derived from the Old Testament. And oh, even yeah. like people talking about like us having to follow the law and stuff like that and keeping the Sabbath and mm. like unholy, unclean foods and things of that nature. So I need to go back and, and, and brush up on that and brush up on it yeah but Same. what do you think about that though what do you think about people having to follow the law like man it's funny because i was just reading in, in romans i go back and i go back and forth um because jesus fulfilled the law for us right exactly but he talks about how or or paul talks about how again the law is good like yeah. i think when we see the like our view of it it's like Oh, just like forget about it. Like mm-hmm. no, like the law brings out our knowledge of knowing where we fall short. Like exactly. you know, like there's some verse that talks about how um, you know you can't really be 
I'm, I'm butchering it, but it's something about you can't really get in trouble for the law if the law wasn't given to you. But since it's now it's been given, now you know, like, that's the standard and you fall short of that. Now there's like, okay, now you know. Yeah. Um, I have to go back. and I, I think it's for sure in Romans or, or maybe Acts. But... Um, Are you but talking I, about where he's high, like, he didn't know it was a, a sin to covet if it wasn't for yeah, the law? Yeah, it's a knows. little bit like that one, but it's something It's something else. He goes a little, a little further. I, I, I've been reading through... Um, Acts and that, well I finished Acts now I'm in Romans and I'm kind of jumping back and forth now but mm-hmm. um, but to answer the question I feel like we look at it like should we should we do it because it's like you know we need it for salvation still or do we do it like um, or do we not do it because Jesus did it so we just completely abolish it like mm-hmm. I'm always like people it's always like a division thing like is it this or that this or that and my like okay what if it's both like yeah. what if it's hey you see the law we see that we fall short of it and he, you know, he Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, you know, but really he came to like uplift it. But Romans, I mean, Paul says something about how we fulfill, man, you know, I might, if I find it in like 10 seconds, I'll read it. But it's like, he actually like, we actually uphold the law. It's yeah. like the very last verse. Um, Well, God's law, like you said, God's law is right good. We wouldn't have laws today if it wasn't for God's law, you know, like just in general, like that framework of oh. like structure in terms yeah. of like, hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't kill, don't steal, don't like Absolutely. the the system of authority that we have that keeps people safe for the most part. Yeah. We wouldn't have that today if it wasn't for God's law. Yeah, absolutely. So the law is good. Yeah. And also what's crazy is, you know how people say, um, like we don't need, you know, people are atheists and it's like, okay, where do you get your moral law then like where is yeah. it like you just know not to do right or whatever like yeah i think there's a reason why god said do not commit murder mm-hmm. because i think we are way wicked and more capable of wicked things exactly. than we give ourselves credit to we yeah. think because we're all upstanding look what happened during covid yeah people was robbing people was like you know all that stuff like don't think that we ain't capable of wicked things. I'm telling you, these end times, you're going to see some crazy dirt come out of people. Yeah. Your own family going to turn against you. The Bible says that. I'm not, I'm literally this one, oh my gosh, this girl I used to date literally says, um, like, you know, people are like, oh, I have faith in humanity and like stuff like that, which I get why people would say that, mm-hmm. but I do not have faith in humanity. I have faith in God. Mm-hmm. You put anyone, and I told you this example with what's the name from the bank, you put anyone up on a corner, you know, <laughs> against the wall and they stressing and their backs against the wall, they'll yeah. throw everything at you, yeah. bro. <laughs> I'm, I learned a real deep lesson that day at the bank. I'm going to share that. I couldn't believe that, man. I knew that dude <laughs> for like five years. And he just turned on me, bro. He threw his hat, his shirt, his, hat, his yeah, pants, yep, his everything. everything. He was the little... his drawers. <laughs> so you going to throw those at <laughs> me too? You're right. <laughs> if I have to. Never forget that. When people are, yeah, <laughs> humanity is selfish, number one. But I think this is what I was talking about. If it's if it's wrong, forgive me. But um, I'll just read it. Is it. Where then is boasting? Is it uh, is it excluded? By what principle? I'm reading out of Romans chapter 3, verse 27. Of works? No, but by the principle of faith. For we consider that a person is declared righteous by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Yes, of the Gentiles too. Since God is one, he will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. 
he pretty much talks about how like even with the law like they were justified by faith because abraham you know had to you know he was he was literally a credit as, as a man of faith mm-hmm. and he's i think what i'm gathering from this was i still got to study it some more but it's saying even though the law was there if people were still operating in faith when they were upholding the law mm-hmm. that's what i want to get at where why can't we just look at two of them at, like at the same time um it's not like one or the other like the law is good like mm-hmm. yeah you're you can't complete it as far as that's giving you righteousness because yeah. we all fall short of it yeah jesus you know ha- we have his righteousness through faith in him but we can still uphold the law because that's literally good those are yeah. we shouldn't murder we shouldn't ad- commit adultery we should you know all that stuff and that's for people bringing honor in the sabbath yeah. which i think i mean shoot i think we should you know mm-hmm. i think it's good right but then that goes to where some people say because you know um the sabbath like i'm on the rest like every day is your sabbath right so some people say that so yeah i don't know i will go back to that but um since god is one he will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith do we then nullify the law through faith absolutely not instead we uphold the law mm. so by operating through faith you're actually like upholding the law is i can go in more but um what do you think well like i said and to agree with you, the law is good. It's it's from God. If it's from God, it's good. Yeah. And it, it's given us the basis of all law that we have today, that structure. And Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. By putting our faith in Jesus, we are fulfilling the law. But I don't think that we should just throw it away and just disregard it. I think we should still have respect for it. And I think that if you want to follow the law, then I don't have any problem with that, but that doesn't make you righteous just in that. And you doing that and you following the law and doing those works, that doesn't lead you to righteousness because you've already fallen short. You've already broken God's laws. You know what I'm saying? So you can't try to go back and cover up all the times that you broke it just because mm. now you're following the laws now. Mm. But I don't have a problem with people who are trying to do that. Exactly. But it's just a fine line of, do you think that that's going to save you? Mm-hmm. Are you doing that because you, you know, are just are feeling conviction personally to do that? And you just, you want to honor God's law because mm. you love him so much and you mm. just as like a, a son or a child loves their parents, you wanna just honor them by doing this? Or do you feel like, hey, this is what justifies me. This what this makes exactly. me a, a better Christian than you know you or you or you. But I think we should all have respect for it. And ultimately, if we all followed the law, the world would be literally mm. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like if we all followed it, yeah. like to the T, it would literally be perfect. Yeah, be so horrible. the law is good. Mm. We just fall, we have fallen so short of it. Yeah. What law do you think is broken the most? What law do I think is broken the most? Yeah. <sighs> or like, well, we're not Bro, broken the most. It's know. all broken. Actually, that's actually like a bad question because, know. The, you know, Jesus actually, you know, people came to him, which law is most important or whatever. He says, honor your mother or no. What did he say? He said, which one's like the most important law? And then he love said, love your neighbor and then love God as yourself or something like that. Nah. Or, I, he, I forgot what it was. I have to pull it up exactly. Well, not as yourself, but love the Lord your God with all your heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there it is. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy was like, well, I did all these things. And he's like, okay, well, go sell your stuff. And then yeah. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, ah, you know. Um, but what's crazy is, wait, I don't know if that's, did that is that what happened next after that? Was he talking to that same guy? I think he was. I don't don't know quote me if I'm wrong. That. 
I think it, it is right after that that he's like, he's like, hey, I did all these things. He's like, cool, mm-hmm. great. Go sell all your possessions and follow me. That's not part of the law. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't sell all your stuff. So why is it that that's something else that he had to do, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, there's not, I think he's looking at, again, that faith. Because, mm-hmm. again, the law, like as Rome, as Paul was talking about, he's saying Romans was talking about, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was even in faith people were upholding the law. Yeah. You know, so... Um, I think that's what I, I I got from that. It, oh, I literally just thought about that right now. So, um, but uh, wait, what was your question? <laughs> I'm saying that a lot today. It said, when asked which commandment is the greatest, he responds in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, "Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself." On these two commandments, on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. Yeah. So that's one thing too. I, I did some research about that where he says, on these, on these two, hang all the law and the prophets, because if you are doing those two things, you like subsequently will honor your mother, right? For example, you'll honor God. You know, have no gods before Him. You won't mm-hmm. do idolatry. You know, you won't covet if you love other people. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. You kind of end up doing all that stuff. So. Um, you know, the law is written in, in our hearts is, is kind of what the Bible talks about as well. But as far as like the question of which one is broken the most, I think that might not be a good question because, you know, Jesus goes and, and breaks things down even more. He's like, you heard that it, it said, you know, do not commit murder, right? Um, but if you have hate towards anyone you know, in your heart, you committed murder. It's yeah. like, what? No, I didn't. I didn't kill anybody. But you committed murder in your heart. Um, same with like adult adultery, right? You know, he talks about, you know, if you... You know, you say you don't commit adultery, but if you look at a woman with lust, then you commit adultery in your heart. Mm-hmm. And lust is, and that's the thing, like, lust is essentially trying, It's to me, it, it kind of sounds like covetous in a way, but lust is essentially trying to get something that doesn't belong to you. Mm. Like, when you lust after these things. So when you lust after that woman, she doesn't belong to you because you haven't covered her in marriage, but also it's like you're do you're looking at her in a way to gratify yourself which that's wow. not love you know what i mean yeah like it's like love doesn't think about self it's yeah. it's selfless uh, yeah. to a certain degree so um when it's like oh like i'll you know i'll do this or i'll do that or even murder right whatever so we got to look at it like when you see jesus to me when i read that and i think about it, it's like it's it's deeper than that like mm-hmm. don't just look at it on a surface level like you know or like the law like people might look at it at a service level like oh i am honoring god like there is no god before him you know i don't have idolatry but it's like okay you, what because you, you think you're not committing idolatry or worshiping other gods because you're not bowing down and worshiping a statue like yeah you can make money your idol you can make us your idol which i pray that's not the case mm-hmm. um you know so we have to look deep at, at these things and i think through the holy spirit he really shines a flashlight that's deeper and gets us out of this like religious mind like the pharisees attitudes or whatever to really go deep in the weeds and take out those tears you know and it's he's he's good god is good but mm. i don't know if i'm making sense bro I'm like sweating in his, in, his, in his sweater, bro. No, you ain't making any sense. Bro. Dang. You just rambling. Rambling. <laughs> almost, yeah. I'm just kidding. That's think, the tactic of the enemy, bro. Trying to, man, trying to diminish you. Right. Plant them seeds of doubts. Right. It'd be your own people. It'd be on. <laughs> man. We should have said that. It'd, It'd be, be your own people. It'd really be on, bro. <laughs> It'd be on. Yeah. We got to go. So I got to see that nefarious movie sometime this week. And then maybe on Thursday we can talk about it. 
I'll be good. I'll be good. I'll probably need to rewatch it again so I can just remember the points because obviously my memory is lacking. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, you gotta watch this. We can talk about it. Yeah. I really wanna, I really wanna get your opinion on that. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it's gonna. I think that's what mind. we should do on Thursday. So I, I'll, I'll go and watch it, and then we can talk about it. Okay. And then I want to hear that story about when you went to the men's conference too. With that testimony. Oh my gosh! I yeah, hear about that. With that white supremacist. Yeah, this dude straight up has a Nazi tattoo on his arm and stuff. Like he still has it. He, he still had it. It was there. Um, he came in. And share this testimony. Oh my gosh, what God can do! Yeah. It's insane. You save it. So save I'm gonna, yeah, save we'll it. save it. We'll save it. <laughs> save, we'll it save it for it. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a bet. But yeah, man, you wanna pray us out? We're um, yeah, I can pray. Well, us I can out. pray us out. Oh, you prayed last time. Did anything you wanna add time? or anything? No, that's it. Um, All right. Yeah. So Thursday, we'll talk about nefarious. We'll talk about that testimony, and. I want to talk about I don't know we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see there's something else I wanted to talk about but we'll let you know we need to what we need to do is get a schedule oh you want to talk about that no I want to talk about that it's just I'm seeing that so many people are talking oh about that. yeah he said they put crazy faces on yeah people. well because he yeah. said he didn't well he was talking about Jesus and didn't believe that Jesus was God and like the whole Trinity stuff and whatnot but oh hey it is what it is oh. like I. Listen, I respect Young Don. Mm-hmm. I respect him one thousand. And like I told you, he he literally gave up a lot of the success that he was having on YouTube in order to follow God. You talk about hey, sell everything and like you know mm-hmm. come follow me. That's Not huge. that he sold everything and came and followed, but he literally walked away from what could potentially have been hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in order to follow God. That's amazing. You know. And he's 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 still figuring things out, just as I'm figuring things out, just right. as you're figuring Me, things yeah. out. But the difference is he's doing it publicly, you know. Mm. So it is what it is. Um, it would be. I think it would be cool to talk to him one day. I'm sure we'll probably talk at one point. I think it'd be cool if you two talk. Cause I feel like really y'all kind of y'all kind of uh, be agreeing also stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I, I've seen. We're talking seen about Young Don, by the way. Video. I'm just talking. We're talking about okay. Young Don. I seen probably just one video about him, so I don't. I don't really know much, but it mm-hmm. do seem like maybe we might agree with some things. Yeah. That, that Jesus thing, though, I definitely do not agree. I believe Jesus is God. Yeah. There's this verse right here um, in Romans nine because I was just reading Romans. So that's where it popped up. Yeah. You know, he talks about. You know, I'm telling the truth in. Okay, I will start from the beginning. I am telling the truth in Christ. I am not lying. For my conscience assures in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow. An unceasing anguish in my heart. This is literally the love of, of Paul that he's like, yo, I I wish I was cut off from Christ just to save my people, mm. just so they can know God. Like, look at that deep love on some Jesus type stuff. Yeah, I'll sacrifice myself. But he's talking about, you know. Anyway, I have great sorrow, unceasing anguish in my heart. If I could wish that I myself was accursed, cut off from Christ for the sake of my people. Wow, my fellow countrymen who are Israelites. To them belong the adoption as sons, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Mm. To them belong the patriarchs. And from them, by human descent, came the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. Mm. There's so many scriptures that talk about how Jesus is God. Mm. I mean, my favorite one is Titus, uh, is it chapter 2? And this is what we what we await. Um 
it says here, Titus chapter 2, we'll go ahead, um, we'll read verse 11. Wait, is it this? Yeah. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It trains us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age as we wait for the happy fulfillment of our hope in the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm. That's the that's that's a amazing hope that we look forward to. Yeah. The coming of Jesus, the resurrection of our bodies, bro. That's when we'll look like children of God. We gotta yeah. talk about that. Um yeah. about being children of God. Like I think he's gonna come in in glory, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. And when we're resurrected with him, we'll be glorified well glorified bodies how is that gonna look mm. that's insane paul talks about or i believe it was paul or somewhere in the new testament it's like we haven't even seen how we'll be we can't even imagine how, yeah. how that's gonna be and that's amazing that's an amazing gift and that's what i was talking about that one time where um you know Derek prince was talking about how something about how we've been saved we're being saved and we're going to be saved as far as like salvation not being complete only in the sense like we are waiting this resurrection of our bodies. Like that's only at the end times. Yeah, I need to be able to speak more clearly because I think I don't. I don't know. I feel like it's in my head, and there's so much going on, and things don't come out right. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah, man, Jesus is God. That's one thing for sure, and that's one thing I had to like really research because you know me coming from Islam, Jesus ain't God, bro. Yeah, just a prophet. Jesus is God, and I only really believe that because I seen this dude. Yeah, that's another thing. I will talk about it later. <laughs> all right ready to pray <laughs> jesus lord man i love jesus you guys lord. yeah we could pray all right as as always you know let us know what you think in the comments you know again we don't know everything we're we're, we're just we're just two men um mm-hmm. you know show us grace please um yeah but lord god i just want to invite you i thank you for being in in this in our presence lord god thank you for being so faithful so loving so kind lord i i ask you um you know, as a son of yours, I come in agreement with Nick. I ask you, Lord, to just bless and make your presence known to the listeners right now. I pray, Lord, that you speak to them intimately in a way that they can understand, that they can receive and feel your presence. I pray, Lord God, that you do in a way, in ways that only you do, to let them know that they belong to you, that you are calling them deeper, that they are not failures, that they are enough that you've called them your very own. Lord, I thank you for showing us your unconditional love, your unfailing love. I thank you for my brother Nick for joining me in, in, in my walk as I get closer with you. Lord, I pray a blessing over that man of God over there. I pray you touch his mind. Your word says to be transformed by the renewing of it. I pray you continue to renew his mind in the truth of who you call him to be. I pray the same prayer over everyone listening. Help us, Lord God, to renew our minds, to be consistent with how you would have us think of ourselves as children of God, as co-heirs with Christ, Mm. as your prized possession, as your royal priesthood. Lord God, remind us that you bought us with a price, a price that we could not pay on our own, a price that no one on the universe could pay apart from you. And you saw it worthy to redeem us because of your unfailing love, but yet also with your unfailing justice. Mm. Lord, we worship you. We worship you as God of our all. We worship you as Lord. 
We worship you as Messiah. We worship you as our best friend. Lord, help us to draw, draw deeper in knowledge and desire to grow nearer to you. I pray, Lord, as Nick and I continue to share these podcasts and, and just talk about our, our walk with you, Lord God, that you just shed a light to not just one person. We want everyone to see this light that you have given to us to spew out into them where they do not see us, but yet they see you. I pray, Lord God, that everyone under the sound of our voice sees you, Lord God, and is attracted and desires to get closer to you, Lord. I pray that you give them a desire to go intimately in their prayer closet and just in the quietness of their heart to just cry out to their Abba Father. Mm. I thank you, Lord, for this relationship. I thank you for reconciliation. I thank you for tearing the veil, Lord God. I thank you for allowing nothing to separate us from your love. No principalities, no nothing. As we come to you, you're faithful to be there. Your word says, Lord God, and it is so true that even when we are unfaithful, you, Lord God, remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. Mm. I thank you for being true to who you are. We love you. We praise you. This is in Jesus' holy, righteous name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. Man. Episode five, bro. Episode five in the books. In the books. So Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. I think this That's, will... Dang, today's only Monday. Yeah, today's only Are Monday. Are you going to just probably release this tomorrow? Um, I'm probably going to wait... I'll probably put this on Wednesday wow. and let the other one sit for a little bit. And then the Thursday one I'll probably put out on like Friday. Okay. Um, but yeah. Let me know but, if you, whenever you do go see that movie, let me know. I'll try to go with you if okay. I, I'm not working or whatever. Yeah. I, I would love to see it again and take notes. So we got, bro. Yeah, I'm hyping it up. Like you know, how people hype things up, and they're like, "Ah, oh, man, you hyped it up too much." Now it's too much. Yeah, I don't think no one can ever hype this up. Well, too Well, I'm intrigued because the Rotten Tomatoes is super. So like low. the critics is super low. Yeah, the critics uh, percentage, but the viewer percentage is super high. Mm. And people in the industry are saying that it's like a, a Christian propaganda propaganda movie, um, disguised as like a horror movie. So like, if the mainstream media is attacking it and wants it to fail, I'm yeah. already intrigued by it because yeah. it's probably spitting some truth so. it's spitting so much truth bro yeah yeah it's so much truth but yeah I'm, I'm very curious i'm just gonna be a good conversation y'all tune into this next conversation yeah god willing nick will have the time to watch this movie and yep. we can go together we're gonna dive into this movie nefarious absolutely it's gonna be crazy absolutely y'all absolutely crazy man that's it that's it appreciate y'all for for listening absolutely Love all right, all right. We out.